0: hi there and welcome to the parent guide to education podcast in this episode we have a first it's our first honorary associate professor of warwick university uh, who is here to talk to us about how to build resilience in your team matt Buttery is also the ceo of triple p the positive parenting program hello matt and thank you very much for joining us i'm going to say again because there's been an ever so slight technical glitch but uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, and, and joining us to talk about uh, resilience. As I explained uh, to nobody in particular because the record didn't work, uh, Emily's not with us tonight because she has got COVID on the anniversary of the f- uh, the first lockdown. Um, uh, it's come back to haunt us. So uh, yeah, she's uh, barely stringing a sentence together. So it's just the two of us uh, Give me an opportunity to get a word in. So um, thank you very much for joining us. And if you could... Uh, give us a very quick introduction to what you do and triple p that would be fabulous thank you great yeah well at triple p
1: the clue is in the name positive parenting program and what triple p is is it's an evidence-based parenting program that just gives parents the tools the confidence to enjoy the parenting task and to build resilient and strong coping skills in their children um so uh, it's one of the world's most effective parenting programs. It's got a. It's been around for about four decades and been developing for four decades. We've got about four hundred evaluations of the program. We've got one hundred and ninety randomized control trials showing it works. So it's not just somebody's good idea. Uh, it's proven evidence-based strategies that parents can take and adapt and apply to their own family.
0: Fabulous. Well, that's. Uh, I, I had no idea. I've done my research, but I did not know it being around for that long. So. Uh, so just out of personal interest how funding wise is does it come from government as well or yeah largely um triple p we largely train people to deliver the
1: triple p program um, and so we largely train people might be in health services or local authorities or children centers family hubs those sorts of places um some parents do pay to access the program themselves we have some self-directed triple p online some of the programs on our website we've got Various number of different programs for different um, ages and stages, or different challenges that parents feel uh, they'd like to learn more about, um, and those are, those are available on a paid for basis. So some parents just decide they'll do it themselves online. Others get involved in something in a community centre or a children's centre a family hub or through through the GP or yeah, yeah.
0: etc. So in terms of resilience, what, you know, do you think it's lacking? Do you think it's something? Um, that as a population as a young population uh, we as parents or as schools we don't do well enough on it's a really good question i mean i think you know just to be clear
1: on our definitions you know i think i see resilience as that bounce back ability um, and i also see that resilience in my mind resilience is is not one of those traits that you know some people have resilience and some people don't i more see resilience as a muscle um and so therefore it takes time and intentionality to build the muscle for any of us that have been to the gym or not gone to the gym for a while and then tried to go back to the gym or or run around or do something exercise wise but it's a bit like a muscle so there are things that we can do that can enhance our resilience and they often can lead to really personal growth and often you know our resilience does come grow through sometimes some of life's most difficult circumstances so you know the death of a loved one maybe or separation and divorce of your parents or you know those sorts of big things in life but also let's face it some of the smaller things in life that in comparison like doing your GCSEs um, Mm -hmm. you know which for a young person I think is a major thing you know that is looming on the horizon for many young people so it's that it's that kind of bounce back ability do we teach it well enough? That's a really good question. If we had young people on, I'm sure they'd give us their view. I think there's more that we can do to teach resilience. And I guess one of the the messages I'd like to leave parents with is you are a massive um, source of uh, teaching and modeling resilience, uh, problem solving, coping skills to your young person. Um, And actually you've got a huge, there's a huge amount you can do to help them build their muscles.
0: Hmm. I mean I suppose as a former teacher yeah thinking about uh, any class in particular uh, sometimes it would have been very easy just to sort of <laughs> sob quietly in the corner if they're not getting it because you plan this fabulous lesson and it has not worked it hasn't gone in properly uh, and it, it would be easy just to sort of like move on to something else but you you you've got to stick with it you've got to find a different way of framing what you're trying to teach and, and get it across to them rather than giving yourself permission to say do you know what this is a problem for another day. And uh, I mean, which. Uh, w- when I when I was teaching, I had a lot of parents who would come to me if, if the child had done something wrong, had not handed in the homework, or, you know, pastorally had told somebody else to you know, get lost or whatever. All, that, all those kind of little squabbles that happen. Sometimes well, with two types of parents, is the way I saw it, someone would be like, I'm really sorry, I'll have a word with them and, and, and they will do better. And some parents would be like, there's no way my little Johnny would do that. Um, and there's no way he's sitting in detention. And um, I'm going to be taking this further, even though I'm, you know, I'm not making any of this up. It is, it, you know, <laughs> your child has has stuffed up. And a lot of parents will be apologists for what's occurred. And some will absolutely back you to the hill. And I'm assuming where the parents don't necessarily back the school up, that's possibly where resilience is an issue for their child because they don't have consequences.
1: Oh, I think you're making a lot of uh, judgments and assumptions in that, Paul. I know, I know, I can see how you're getting there. But I think often it's about that curious inquiry. Sometimes I think parents may not even understand. I think it's, you know, you 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 all know, Oh, I've been a parent on the other end at parents evening and you feel incredibly anxious because you're like, oh, you know, you thinking, why am I anxious? But there is a sense of me being on display as well, and you know the what what you know the fact that my child is in some way a representative of me and my family, and so I think I think there can be all sorts of reasons why parents perhaps are defensive or perhaps don't get get you know you perhaps don't get the response that you always want. But I think sometimes this some of this stuff starts that little bit earlier, doesn't it? of actually just being proactive and I know so many schools are proactive and inviting parents in and saying let's have an early conversation about particularly this season that's coming up now towards exams you know and what kind of things are realistic to expect of your young person what kind of work should they be putting in in ideal circumstances and what can you put in place as their parents to help create um, just an environment where that seed will grow that muscle that resilience muscle will grow because there's a lot I think that we can do as parents to help put structure in place, put routine in place, be having early conversations to help our young person plan ahead. Because the reality is, you know, um, these exams are are important. Of course they're important. But there's almost a more important thing that's going on here, which is we're teaching just got a real opportunity over this season to teach young people skills and skills to learn how to cope when actually I don't get it, I don't understand, or I've got behind in my revision, or I'm struggling with my homework and and balancing this all off. And teaching them skills of how to manage themselves. Because as we've said from some of those bigger life challenges whether it be you know the death of a loved one or whether it be passing your driving test in the future or you know going on and maybe doing some professional qualifications in the future these sorts of tests and exams are going to come up again and again but also circumstances where we need to be resilient are all over life life is not a straightforward path as all of us know and so for me there's a there's a kind of There's a bigger piece of learning that's also going on at the same time for young people in this next season, through which they can come out and have grown. I remember, I remember um, with my own, my my eldest, I remember as by the time, you know, she went on and she chose to do a level. And so it was really interesting at GCSEs, the amount of effort we had to put into helping her structure it, break it down, not catastrophize about, I'm never going to get here, you know, not panic too much about the mock results. But by the time she came to her A-levels, you could see she she had learned some of those skills because she took some of the same things we'd done with her and she started to do them for herself. And she, she went on to university and, you know, did has done very well in her a, in a career. And it's like, it's those journeys you know that was her journey obviously each young person has their own but I think those those skills I think that young people are learning at this moment we shouldn't undervalue them no matter the outcome of their GCSE results per se as important as they are
0: can in in any way can you equate resilience to maturity then bearing in mind your daughter's journey from GCSE where she's learning 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 then by a level she seemed to better understand what was required in terms of how to approach her exams?
1: I mean, it's, it's, that's a provocative question, isn't it? Because the danger is if I just say yes, then if you don't grow, then you're still immature. But I think there is something about any circumstance that we face about we've got two options or we've got three options, I guess. You know, we, we cave in, we run away. <laughs> um, we panic and we fight, you know, the system or we lean in and we give it our best shot and when it doesn't work we problem solve and we give it our best shot again and if our best shot is then you know if our best shot is to go to oxbridge that's one thing if our best shot is to just get enough exams to go on and do the thing that we want to do in life then that's another thing and i think it's about it's about that skill of being able to help a young person develop those coping skills, those resilience skills, those study skills in some ways. But for me, it is more about, as I say, that kind of the structure and the routine, the looking after their own well-being, the having moments where they do go out with their friends, learning perhaps to regulate their screen time, um, bedtime routine, you know. Those are on.
0: <laughs> that's too big a topic.
1: <laughs> no, of course not, because that's all part of resilience. That's all part of managing resilience, managing our own well-being, managing, you know, being connected with our family, being connected with our friends, having a plan, sticking to the plan, if not revising the plan, you know, revisiting the plan. But that sense of how... How do you, you know, somebody, it's that old adage, isn't it? How do you eat an elephant? Well, you eat it a chunk at a time. And in some ways, that's part of what I think we're trying to teach young people when it comes to these, these opportunities, GCSEs, um, you know, then going on to further education. These are opportunities
0: to learn how to break down big tasks and and, and and eat them bit by bit. I mean, I guess the reason I was asking that question is, you know, as a parent of uh, boys and girls, um, I think there's no secret (laughs) I would imagine that girls mature quicker than boys and you know uh, our daughter I hope the boys aren't listening to this even though they're older they they uh, you know they are not as mature certainly at the age she is now um, they weren't there in terms of maturity in terms of you know just coping mechanisms and being able to deal with all the stuff that school throws at her she's generally kind of just you know takes it in a stride and cracks on whereas the boys were um, a little bit more um, a bit slower to, to make that journey I guess but uh, I mean do you see um, in terms of your customers do you see more work with boys than girls or a, a real variety I mean I think
1: you know you do there are some, there are some generalizations you know particularly with boys you tend to see more behavioral issues and you tend to see more sort of internalizing anxiety depression emotional issues with girls but that is a spectrum as all these things are and there's all sorts of crossovers so um no i think you know you you see parents coming generally with concerns about raising their kids and the challenge of raising my child um and, uh, and the and the the different elements of that and i think this is the thing isn't it i mean if you've got as you're sort of saying if you've got more than one child then actually it, it's about recognizing they are each unique and that's a real that you know that sounds so oh yeah of course they're all they're each unique and they're each individual but it's really hard i mean i'm I'm a parent of four, you know, and actually, as I'm all adults now, but as I look back at them, you know, they've gone in very different directions in their lives. And so and some of them were not the directions that perhaps when they were that tiny baby and I was holding them, that I thought they would go, you know, and it's like coming to terms with it's not my life and part of what's going on at this stage age and stage in life is you know we are somewhat trying to teach our kids the skills as we're starting to release them as it were into at the early stages of or late adolescence and then into adulthood eventually um and so i think you know it's trying to adapt the strategies that we're using to respond to the individual child as much as it is the gender of that child and the kind mm-hmm. of you know the, the so i think it's about being responsive and so you know what worked perhaps you know over here with uh you know the my daughter or a daughter that is very uh, you know there and wanting to engage and needing just some help with structure over here perhaps with you know uh, uh, the the other another child who is less structured in that way um and actually needs a bit more motivation maybe it's more about kind of some form of just clear simple rewards along the journey that kind of the kind of stuff that we probably do for ourselves but do you know what I mean if I if I get to here then I can have an ice cream if I get to here then I can have some money to go to the cinema you know with my friends and I'll and in fact mum and dad will take mum or dad will take me to that so it's about thinking about how do we how do we motivate the kind of the behaviours the thoughts the actions that sit behind resilience and I think what of the things that triple p is very much about just giving you some strategies that you can try you know not trying to helping parents think a little bit about that but also having some well you could try this oh that sounds like it might work okay have a go let's not put too much thought into don't don't miss hit me obviously let's come up with a plan but let's have a go let's have a go at it and see what happens because actually you can be surprised by you know over here putting something in around structure over here it's more about rewards and that kind of very small very manageable things that if you get to this point and you get to this stage in your revision or in the work you're doing it I think it should always be around the effort that's put in rather than the result you know because you're going to have kids we've got different abilities by very innately but we can all put the effort in then actually I think you know you can you're you're I've just I'm describing a couple of different strategies there you know and so with one it might be where I'm coaching some problem solving you know with another I'm kind of putting a sort of behavior contract in place if you do this stuff you get a reward and over time i would phase that away yeah in the example I sort of gave you know that, that by the time you get to A-levels you're not get, necessarily getting the rewards anymore because now you're more motivated but it is that kind of external motivation in order to to kind of engender internal motivation i think there's things we can do as parents um and they may be natural things you know around some more time on your ps4 or ps5 it may be some more time with your friends the things that young people really want to be spending their time on so i think it's about how we make those small where we make those manageable but adapt those strategies as it were
0: to just the uniqueness of each child Mm. Uh, I mean, I mentioned earlier about um, schools and and their role in developing resilience. And I think uh, in, in a way you just answered, you know, because I've never really seen a good school reward system. Um, okay. I've heard, Well, I've never worked in a school where there's been a good one, but I've heard and seen lots of uh, good examples where you are know, always pre- praising the, the effort rather than the outcome, uh, as you know, for reasons that we know. But... Yeah just that constant sort of, you know, effort points, effort points, and you get 250 and you get, it might be a small little gift. It might be a playground pass, a playground, you know, a a pass to um, power league or football or whatever, but um, it, it does make a difference. It does give students something to aim for. It does make them more resilient when they need to get in, get on in lessons and, and put the effort in to make sure they get that behavior point to get the behaviour point reward point I think behaviour points the negative isn't it <laughs> but well, um, I think,
1: yeah I think these yeah, you know, this language is for each family to decide isn't it but yeah I think you're right there's something about there's something about for some for some children for some young people it's okay to have some external motivation and then gradually you make you make sure that's yeah it's not a you get to go to Lanzarote with your friends for the whole of the summer do you know what I mean it's not like you're not over egging the pudding you you know if your child's smaller it might just be we get to go and buy a magazine from the shop you know, I mean something manageable but it's that idea of helping them see that once if I I have can just because we all do it don't we we even do it with our work it's like well when I get to that I'm gonna have a coffee break well there are those many rewards that we put in place for just sticking with the task and that's That's an important part of resilience. It's an important little skill that we all learn. I think it all can learn. That's part of that muscle building. Um, And so I think, yeah, it is, that kind of stuff is really important. But I think there's there's also that other piece of the jigsaw that parents are, are really important to, which is the kind of, just the relational space and the kind of emotional connection with their young person where it can create a space to say, how's it going? how's it all going I'm, I'm really anxious about it and that kind of validating and you know normalizing it's okay to feel anxious do you know what I mean and maybe even sharing do you know what when I did my exams I, I, found, it, I found it stressful but a bit of stress is helpful because stress mm-hmm. does sharpen the mind it does enable us to do things but we shouldn't be under it permanently so you know Go do Eurovision and then let's make sure we get a bit of downtime before bedtime. That idea of, you know, let's let's play a game together. What Let's do something that's not screen related, perhaps that, you know, we can just wind down with. So I think it's that trying to, you know, recognize we, the emotional part of this journey as well that that young people are on, because it can be feel scary. And obviously, if they start to, you know, everybody feels some level of stress and anxiety at this point, it would be no, it would not be normal. Would it? It's normal um if your young person is experiencing more you know it's it's trying to work out the kind of level of distress they're in and there are we've got fear less triple p does what it says on the tin it's about managing childhood anxiety if things are escalating further or you know things are moving into kind of that domain of from distress into kind of mental ill health then obviously get in contact with your gp you know start to have conversations but there is there are things out there that parents can do and fear less triple B is one of those sort of ideas um, where you might get some of the strategies and some of the skills that you can support your young person with and think about how your family runs and how that might, you know, how you can best support your, your, um, your young person.
0: Fabulous. I mean, it, it, I mean, it occurred to me, generally people who are going to be listening to this have got teenagers um probably sort of you know slightly you know year 10 gcse sort in the lead up to um is there a it, it's never too late or to, never too early to start teaching the resilience but um you know is it something that can be uh a, a young young child can be sort of brought up with and, and and made to be more resilient as a as a toddler as a yeah i think we learn i think you know we're
1: learning these are muscles so we can learn them at any age and stage of life and i think we know that kids that have more sort of self-control and coping skills in those early years actually we've seen from longitudinal studies they do tend to go on and do better in life um but that doesn't mean that it's all over no. <laughs> if this is a muscle and a bit yeah. like you know if, if any of the parents out there have ever done the couch to 5k I've done it at least four times you know and each time you're like I'm running 5k I'm running 5k and then you stop for whatever reason you get injured or life gets in the way and then you go back and you're like I'm back at the start <laughs> and, and right. I think that is not an unfair com- that's a, probably a reasonable comparison to resilience Do you know I mean it is something that we need to keep exercising and keep learning and so I think it is you know, great if we can start in those earliest years, teaching our children to be resilient, teaching our children to problem solve, You know, thinking about how we can encourage them and just be positive about, you know, that's a really important part of all of this as well, being positive um, in our approach to them, praising them, describing the behaviours that we love, that sort of stuff can all really build resilience in kind of those earliest years. But we just need to keep doing that, I think through the ages and stages, it's for me, this stuff isn't always on isn't it because challenges will always come up yeah. um and even you know think about you know one of my friends posted on Facebook the other day oh you know he's got primary school age kids just the very top of primary sort of down and he was like oh we're going to London and we're looking for free things to do and it was really interesting because one of the other parents said why don't you set up like a treasure hunt and it's like you know it's helping them either navigate through like a piece of London where they've got a map or, you know, we're in this area, you've got to find this. Those are also kind of coping skills, do you know what I mean? Learning those kind of skills in life um, and maybe not getting them right or in, a, in the wrong place, you know, learning how to recover from some of that stuff or, you know, trying to build something that doesn't quite work how we wanted it to in Lego, you know, or whatever it be. These are all lessons that build coping uh, skills,
0: build resilience in young people and children. Mm. Oh, it's interesting actually, because with the newer, yeah, newer generation, with the current generation, with more um, information is is king with you know, screens etc. Um, back in our day, I guess where there was less information and less readily, you know. Um, sitting there just absorbing information you kind of had to get out and do stuff and find out stuff things like I guess for me at university if I wanted to learn something I had to go to the library can you imagine this I had to go and get a I know a, wasn't a no I remember thing? it, it you, a, had
1: to, you had to reserve books because they because they yeah. only had so many of them and you wanted to loan it out and if you didn't get there first yeah, yeah, and know.
0: you had encyclopedias on on discs and, and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Whereas these days it is just there, so I guess it, it, it. They've probably got it a little bit harder in terms of they think all the it's a better environment to live up, live it, sort of grow up in. But it's at the same time it's made things easier. Sorry, more difficult for them because they they need to go and you know develop those skills themselves.
1: Yeah, and I think this is this is back to the point i guess i was making about skills of this season and just the importance of this season because the reality is if you think about it some of the jobs that we now see young people people doing even in our workplace you know social media manager you know when i was at school what would that have meant you know what i mean or you know and so it's I think we can't, this is back to, you know, we can't teach always the skills that, can't teach all of the knowledge that is needed for tomorrow, but we can teach the skills that are going to be needed. And resilience is one of those skills, problem solving, being able to manage myself, manage my own routine, look after my well Um, And I think part with, one of the things I think we learned during the pandemic, wasn't it, that was the, that it's important to sometimes switch off from that digital world because it becomes overwhelming you know you we may remember you know we'd find ourselves doom scrolling on the news about covid and i think the same happened when the war started last year you know you could find you'd you'd spent 15 minutes just reading negative stuff um, on the web and so i think it's the exams is one of those times where i think you know you have a bit of a license to readdress that balance a little bit of screen time and talk about the benefits of putting a bit of a boundary around it and sometimes De- detaching from it, particularly before bedtime, but switching off from that digital world um, and thinking about the kind of thoughts and emotions around that as well. Because I think you're right, there is a real strength to being able to Google or what, you know, to ask Chat GPT or whatever it is, tell me this, and to get an essay back. Um, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily give you the emotional resilience to cope with what you're reading or you're seeing or the. real life challenges that come up of losing a job, losing a, Mm. uh, you know, a loved one, that will be some of the bigger things, or even those international COVID disasters, Mm. COVID, the war in Ukraine, you know, those things that, that actually, you know, may affect some of the young people's lives in the future um you're, you're teaching skills muscles that help them respond to some of those things
0: i mean I suppose you talk about losing a job but resilience is is absolutely vital in getting a job because a lot of jobs are based on problem solving uh, a lot of job interviews sorry um yeah that's the, the first task Is a problem how do you go about and solve it so um yeah. it's something we've got to keep working on For
1: sure. And that kind of the structuring your day, having a routine, you know, that kind of stuff. It's obviously I think the workplace is a changing workplace, but we all still have to, you know, turn up at a certain time. And, you know, there's a certain amount of things that are expected. And so it's those soft skills, isn't it, that we often talk about. There's a real this is a real season of opportunity, I think, to sort of invest in those in your young person because they are generally more open because they're either anxious or if they are closed then you're using some of those other Mm. strategies to try and think about how you can nurture them to 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 engage in this season but i would say to all parents this is a great season to lean in not lean out
0: Mm. Um, lean
1: in with the school find out what's going on you know take that proactive approach um, and then lean in with your young person find out what's going on and you want to help with a plan should we put a plan together should we put some rewards in along the journey you know that kind of stuff I think you know let me help you break it down you know let's think about how we eat the elephant you know of the the process I think there's a lot that can go on and a lot of coaching of problem solving you know encourage setting a really good example encouraging and spending time with our teenager during this process that I think is just really powerful and of course the most important thing is they're going to watch you so if they see you taking a resilient approach to this season yeah. of their life, then they will catch
0: some of that, you know, and as well as the other things that you do in life. my last question was, I was going to ask you for a top three, but in that last minute and a half, you give me about a top fifteen. So. Um absolutely brilliant um, so much there to, to to take away um but i realize i've taken up at least uh, well uh, we're up to time anyway aren't we so but thank you so so much um uh, yeah we're going to post this on on facebook very shortly um but if you are listening to the podcast if you've got any questions obviously please put them on uh you know send them to us uh uh, via email, and uh, we'll always pass them on to Matt. I'm sure he'd be delighted to uh, to um, help out or point in the right direction if uh, if help is required. So, but thank you, Matt. Appreciate your time, and uh, and hopefully in the next year or two, when we're not COVIDing, we get you back on because I think resilience is such a hugely hugely important part of uh, of the GCSE and A level journey. So, thank you. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Paul. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Parent Guide to Education podcast. Please favourite or follow us on your preferred podcast app to ensure you get notified as each episode is released. We'd also be grateful if you could leave us a great review or rating. See you on the next episode.